perfect is something we can never be. It's just not in our DNA, and I get it. Social media has encouraged our perfect phobia, but understand that this life is full of mistakes. And without those mistakes, we can't appreciate growth. So no, you will never be perfect. Neither will I, but you are already a perfect imperfection. But all you have is all you need. What up? What's poppin' everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Perfect Imperfection Podcast. I'm your host, Daquan Irvin. I'm super excited about this week's topic. I hope y'all got to check out the very first episode. I think it was dope. I think it was a blessing to a lot of people. But um, I do just want to let y'all know, the Perfect Imperfection Podcast, this isn't me coming from a place of knowing it all or a place of high knowledge, a place of high arrogance, but just a place of me just sparking a conversation, hoping that uh, this is going to be thought-provoking to help a lot of people, you know, thoughts process, maybe help somebody change their thought process, and then just just wanting to infl- just wanting to make change, create change with this podcast. So I'm super excited about this week's topic, so I'm going to quit rambling, and we're going to go ahead and get into this week's topic. All right, so this week's topic is... Is that satisfying? I'm going to say that one more time. Like, is that satisfying? Because I think we all get to a point where it's like, man, I can't wait till I get rich. I can't wait till I get money. I can't wait till I get married. I can't wait till I have kids, this, this, and that. We think all of that is going to give us ultimate satisfaction. And so today we're just going to be breaking down, like, is it? Like, is it really going to bring you ultimate satisfaction? Because I have conversations with a lot of brothers, like a lot of my big bros, a lot of my big sisters, or just people, you know, I look up to, like just mentors or just people that I inspire, you know, to learn a lot from in the faith or whatever the case may be. And some of those people, they tell me all the time, like, yo, I thought when I reached this level of success or when I got this much money or when I got married or when I got my family together or when I got the house I wanted, I thought I was going to be happy. I thought I was just going to be ultimately just good, good to go. But they soon realized like, yo, that's not that's not going to give you that satisfaction that you thought. And don't get me wrong. None of that is bad. Like having financial stability, being able to provide for your family, having a family, having a wife, having a husband. All of that is dope. Like these are dope things and things we should inspire to get. But ultimately, I don't want us to find and think that we're going to find happiness and satisfaction in those things. You know what I'm saying? So one more time, I just want to say, is that satisfying? And that's a question that I'm asking you, but I'm also asking myself. So a lot of times we think money, cars, clothes, shoes, jewelry, sex, women, men, drugs, and alcohol. A lot of people choose these things thinking like, yo, this is satisfaction. This helps, you know, numb the pain or this is really what I want. This this is that level of this is what this is what I want. That's what people think. Right. So people do things thinking it is making a problem better when actually it is making it worse or creating a whole other problem. So check this out. This is my first point. Is that person satisfying you? And I'm going to say that one more time. Is that person satisfying you? Like, do you really want them? Or is it the point of being afraid to be alone that's really keeping you with them? So I feel like a lot of people, they're afraid to be alone. Like, uh, like I was one of those people at one point in time. Like, some people are just like, FOMO is real. Like, the fear of missing out. Like, people just not wanting to be alone is really a common thing today. And it's not wrong to feel that way. It's not bad to feel that way. But when you react and when you make decisions from, from that lonely place and you're thinking with your emotions instead of your logic that can be very detrimental. 
So we got to get back to a point where we're not thinking with, you know, our wrong kids, men or women thinking from a place of sexual pleasure or thinking from a place of, man, I don't want to be alone right now. So I'm going to get with somebody because then you setting yourself up, you setting yourself up for unhappiness. And this is how a lot of people end up with people that they don't want and people that they don't need to be with just for the simple fact they don't want to be alone. Like, it's nothing wrong with being alone. Like, I get it. Like, some of us, we don't want to be alone. It's boring. We want to go out on dates. We want to kick it. You know, and sometimes some of us are just, we don't want to sit in our own insecurities. Like, I get it. You know, sometimes when you're alone, you think about a lot of the things you don't have. It's easy to think about your insecurities and all of that. But I, well, what I want you to know is, is you're not alone. And you know what? I, I take that back because you might be. But what I want you to know is you don't have to be alone. Like, a lot of times we, we get in that depressed state or we get super salty about a situation not going the way we wanted it to so we like you know what i instead of hearing some constructive criticism or hearing a lot of people make comments about what i did wrong and how they was telling me i should have did this and did that a lot of times we'd rather just sit alone because we don't want to hear that and i get it that's normal like i don't want to hear people a bunch of people nagging about what they told me anyway but this is why it's important to get around the right type of people like this is why i think and for me, this might not be for you, but for me, getting around my church family was so important because it's like when I do go through those times, I'm able to go around them. And even when I don't want to, I always got them calling on me, checking checking up checking up on me, texting me. Hey, man, where you at? I haven't heard from you. Hey, man, how is it going? I heard you was getting ready to do this. I heard you was doing that. And this is why it's so important because a lot of times you're not going to have the energy to seek out the proper guidance that you need. But when you already have that, the right community around you, they already know what you need before you ask. Now, so this is why God is so important for me, because God has blessed me to be around a great group of people to the point where they can feel when I'm not on the right track. They can feel when I'm not in my best state of mind. They can feel like when I'm hurt, when I'm insecure, when I'm sad about a situation. And when they feel like that, ultimately, they know the best thing for me is prayer. It's prayer. Prayer and them just being around me. Like my big brothers, like Coven, Marcus Brown, and my OG, like them, my guys, they don't drill me about situ like they don't drill me about the like dumb situations that I make or the like I might have made a dumb decision, right? And they tell me this, hey, look at it like this. You still got your life. Yes, you messed up, but at the end of the day, long as you repent, it's time to bounce back. We gotta keep moving forward. And it was the type of people you gotta get around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You know, we gonna make mistakes in life, but and sometimes, don't get me wrong, you need to be chewed out sometimes because sometimes you need to know, like, yo, that was a dumb decision. But sometimes you don't always want to hear that. Like, I'm going to tell y'all a story, and this is factual. So my big bro, DeCoven, he had uh, helped me get a car. And this is, like, earlier in the year. So once I got the car, I'm super excited. You know, I've been, I've been trying, y'all. I've been, like, I'm in school, I'm working, trying to make sure I keep God at the center of everything I do. And so I get the car. I haven't even had the car a full week yet. So I'm like, um, I had had an oratory competition at my school that week, and I won it, and I had just got my new car, so I'm happy. And we had a church lock-in on Friday, so I'm like, you know what, I'm finna go glorify God, you know what I'm saying, I'm finna go see my big bros, I'm feeling good. So I go to the lock-in, and for y'all who don't know what a church lock-in is, it's just basically like, like members of the church get together, it's a lock-in, it's like an overnight stay sometimes, or it just might be a set time, and we're just in there reading the word, playing different biblical games, just kind of uh, telling our testimonies, what God has been doing in our life, um, prayer requests, different stuff like that. So we in there, we stay in there for 24 hours. I didn't go to sleep because, you know, we just up having such a great time talking about the Lord, whatever the case may be. So I look at the time, I'm like, okay, it's 9, 10 a.m., I need to be getting home. I need to go check on my grandma. I got homework I need to do. So remind y'all, I ain't been to sleep. So I'm tired. So I get in the car. I started up. 10 minutes, y'all. I've been driving. I start swerving on the highway. 
I ain't never did that. Like, I'm the type of dude, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'll look at somebody like, you fell asleep while driving, like, for real. So I'm like, not me. Like, I don't go to sleep while driving. Like, that's for, what the heck would I look like? So I get off the highway, y'all, and I'm driving home. I'm literally, like, four minutes away from my crib. Like, no cap. I'm literally four minutes away from my crib. I doze off, y'all, like, and I hear, like, a horn honk. And, like, I wake up, and, like, I'm right in, boom, I smack a mailbox. Y'all, I was so salty. Like, I parked the car. I stopped for, like, 30 seconds before I even said anything. And I just screamed. I'm like, ah, like, just a weird, just straight, ah, I was just salty. So I get out the car. I slam the door. Because at first, I thought I hit somebody, y'all. You know what I'm saying? If I thought I hit somebody, I was going to do the dash. Whoo, God forgive me, but I got to get going. No, I'm just playing. But I did, think, I did think I hit somebody, though, for real. So I get out the car, and I look, and I'm like, Yo, not the car I just got. The hood messed up. The light broke all. Like, it was just bad. My right fender was towed up. Bro, I'm crying at this point. I call my big bro. I tell him what happened. And, like, I'm automatically expecting him to be furious. Because he went, like, yo, he put some money on this car. Like, not no little cheap couple of hundred. Like, he went in with me on this car. So, he got on the phone and he was like, hey, man, it's just it's just the enemy. You good. You know what I'm saying? I took the pictures and I sent it to him. He was like, it's not that bad. He was like, get the price. See how much it's going to cost to fix. Like, God will provide. Just don't worry about it. At least you got your life. Make sure you, you know, communicate with the man. uh, And then everything will come back to you later. And I just say that and I tell y'all that story to tell you how important it is to have people who understand that you're going to make mistakes in life. And even though I didn't make a bad choice or I didn't even make a bad decision, like, I literally, like, I just went to sleep. I couldn't control that. He could have pounded me about, like, Yo, why would you leave when knowing you were sleepy? Like, that's dumb. You just got the car. You gonna leave while you were sleepy? After I just put all this money in on that car? For real, that's how you feeling? But he didn't do that. He just told me, man, be blessed that you understand that you got your life. That's a blessing all in all. Cars come and go. And when he told me that, I just had a different respect. I'm like, yo, like, I'm, because, man, if that was my mama and she went in with me on a car, oh, I would have been hearing about it to the day I had kids. But just to hear somebody like that in my corner and letting me know, like, yo, life happens. It's bound to happen. You good. And I just took a step back and I was like, yo, man, I really appreciate that, bro. So that really meant a lot to me. So secondly, like, is that thing satisfying you? Because sometimes we don't always think that we find satisfaction in people. Sometimes we find satisfaction in things. This is why a lot of people think like, yo, I got to get the new J's. Whoo, I know I'm going to be feeling good when I get these, but it's like, when you get them new kicks, like, is that really going to satisfy you? Like, for real, like, it might satisfy you that Saturday when you go into the party, wherever you're going. And then this is my thing. You're going to go get a pair of clean new kicks to wear to the party just to scuff them up? Are you serious? But anyway, but I get it. I mean, everybody got their own niche. No disrespect. So I can't, you know, just pound down on that. I get it. So you get those new kicks. It make you feel fly for the time being. But after, like, three times of wearing them, you start to realize, like, yo, they get old. Like, they start getting creases eventually. I mean, you try your best not you start, you walking uncomfortable, trying not to get a crease in them. But then eventually it's like their shoes is bound to happen. So it's like, is that really going to satisfy you? And the reason I say that is because you think that one pair is going to satisfy you. Then it's like, oh, no, the six has come out. Oh, no, the tens come out. Oh, no, it's December. The 11 coming out. It's like there's never going to be one shoe. That's ultimately going to give you satisfaction because you're going to want another pair and another pair and another pair. And what I want y'all to know is people understand that that's how you feel. 
Like people who market these shoes, like Nike, Jordan, they know that. They know that they like they know we live in a consumer society and people really spend money based off how they feel. So they give you a commercial with a little dude in the hood trying to make it to the NBA, boom, 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 doing this thing, just so you can feel connected. So you feel connected emotionally, and now you want to go spend bread. You know what I'm saying? So like understand that yo them kicks ain't gonna never give you satisfaction like yes it's dope to have them it's dope to be like yo i want these and to be in a financial situation where you able to get them but understand that they're not gonna provide that happiness and satisfaction because at the end of the day they gonna crease at the end of the day they gonna fade i mean you can try your best not to wear them as much as possible but their shoes ultimately what can they do for you like you put them on your feet tie them up boom and don't get me wrong, I feel looking nice does do a lot for people. Don't get me wrong. Like some people, when they look nice, they feel ultimately like, man, oh, I feel good. Can't nobody tell me nothing. And that's okay. But just know, like, yo, you, like, that's you. Them shoes, like, wear the shoes. Don't let the shoes wear you. You know what I'm saying? So another thing a lot I hear a lot of people talk about now is like, yo, ball is life like man this and this and that and don't get me wrong like I used to be a die hard athlete like I'm a big LeBron fan like I thought I was going to the NBA I thought coach K was gonna start recruiting me my sophomore year so uh, trust me I'm not hating on any of my guys that's Juco any of my cop any of my guys that's NIAAI or however you say it I'm not jealous of any of my guys that's D1 any of my guys that's pro but what I do want y'all to understand is like yo you, you can love basketball. I get it. It's dope. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's like when you growing up in a community when it's a lot going on, sometimes that's your escape mentally. And I get it. But this is how a lot of people start really getting mental illnesses and psychologically being messed up is because it's like they literally think ball is life. So you might be dropping 50 in high school. Then when it's time for you to get to the collegiate level, you're like, man, ball is life. What I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? This is what caused people to have suicide thoughts. This is what caused people to um, start, like, you know what I'm saying? Taking, getting mad at their coaches, trying to fight their coaches because they're not getting playing time. Or it's like, it's hard to think from a level of rational, like from a level of rationality or from a logic standpoint when you literally sitting here thinking that ball is life when that's everything. I want all my athletes, male and females, to know, like, yo, ball is not life. You still have a life outside of that. You're still an individual. God gave you a soul with desires, ambitions, different things like that for you to unlock. Now, this, you can be gifted in that area, but know that ultimately that's not your life. You can have fun with it. You can have a dream to go pro, all that. Don't ever let nobody kill your dream. But all I want you to know is understand that it is not your life. Like, get that. Like, please understand that. It's not your life. Like, yes, you might feel like, yo, this ball got me out the hood. This ball. No, 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 no. Your work ethic got you out the hood. Like, no, nah, bro, but you don't understand. Like, I wouldn't have this money if it wasn't for this rock. No, 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 no. Who, who was up early in the morning working on your handles? Like, who stayed after practice shooting free throws? Like, who stayed after practice running extra routes? That was you. That's a choice you had to make mentally first before your body even physically started doing it. Like... Our bodies react after we do in some situations. I feel like in some situations, it's the opposite, if you know what I mean. So it's like sometimes it start with a thought. You understand, like, yo, I want to be D1. Like, yo, I want to go pro. So your thought is, like, yo, I need to get up and work at this. So understand that, like, that satisfaction ain't going to come from ball. It's not. It's never going to be satisfying. Because you're going to drop 51 game, and then somebody's going to be like, but you can't get 51, though. And then as competitors, we're going to try to get 51. And it's like, yo, just enjoy where you at in life. 
Embrace wherever you at. If you are athlete, if you a student, if you working, if you inspiring to chase your goals right now, you're an entrepreneur, you didn't go to college and everybody looking down, like don't worry about it. Embrace where you are right now and understand that ultimately whatever it is that you want to do, that still can't provide you the satisfaction that you want. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's dope. Like, it's super dope. But just don't make that your life. It's not your life. What you choose to do, your career, that's not your life. You get me? Another thing. Is drugs and alcohol actually satisfying you? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to keep it a stack with y'all. Like, I, I've, like, I don't drink. I don't smoke. But I don't, got, I don't have a problem with people that do. So I don't want y'all to think this is going to be me preaching to you or nothing. Like, I, I just want to spark the conversation. Because some people might just smoke because they want to. And that's cool. Like, yo, that's what you choose to do. That's you. Some people might drink because they want to. That's cool. Now, if you out here just getting sloppy drunk, now, then I got to, like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Like, come on, sis. For real. So my question is... Some people drink a lot, right? Some people are like trunks. And my question is why? For some people, it's, uh, I drink a lot just because I like to get messed up, have fun. Cool. That's what you want to do? Hey, I, it's going to be bad on the liver. You know, sis or bro, it's going to be bad on the liver. So, you know, slow up. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you, you know, drink it because you want to. Don't get to that level because anything can happen. But some people, I think, I know. A lot of people drink to take away the pain, like because it numbs the pain. A lot of people feel like, oh, I ain't got to worry about this. I ain't got to worry about that. Like I, when I drink, I'm just in a different place. It put me to sleep. And it's like, okay, but you need to face that problem. Because if the only way you face that problem is with sleeping, when you sleep, you're unconscious. So it's a lot of people who sleep and drink all day and people just don't understand why. And it's like, because it's pain or it's a situation that they're trying to avoid and they feel like drugs is that outlet or alcohol is that outlet. And I'm telling you, no. If you got a problem, like for real, I don't care if it's your baby daddy stressing you out, your baby mama stressing you out, your parents not believing in what you want to do. Yo, go see a therapist. And I get it. Therapy is it's super expensive. I get it. But try to look and see if it's a place that's providing free therapy or start trying to tap in and find you a mentor or somebody who is not going to ask you for pay to just literally sit down and listen to your story so they can give you some good insight. Because I'm telling y'all, it is so important that you have somebody that you can open up to and be honest to and they can give you proper guidance. And sometimes, like, sometimes when I speak to people, I'm not looking for an answer all the time. Like sometimes I just need somebody I can express myself to so I can get it off. And for people who sitting on the, on the receptive end of that, I think y'all should take that into consideration. Like, because no, when people come to you with their problems, they coming from a vulnerable space. They coming from a place of, I just need this to stop. So when you tell them something, if it ain't right, like understand that you wrong. Because you messing with somebody and you psychologically playing with somebody who's out of it. They hurt, they psychologically messed up. And yo, they in pain. And you know, like when you in a, when you, that's just like, if I get shot right now, right? I'm going to be in so much pain. Once I get to the hospital, if they tell me they got painkillers, well, I'm going to take it because I'm in, I want the pain to go away. I ain't even thinking about what it is. Yo, yo, give it to me because I'm hurt. And that's how they think when you're giving them a solution to their problems. So make sure whatever you're saying is logical, it's smart, and it's something like, make sure it's something that you would do if it's positive. You know what I'm saying? Because some of y'all, y'all be out here wilding. So make sure you give them something. Make sure you give them positive advice. For real. So... This is really just super broad. You know, I really kind of touched 
everywhere. I kind of touched on this topic from a lot of different, you know, positions. But what I do want y'all to know is, man, some of the stuff that we think is going to bring us satisfaction, it's not and it never will. Like, I used to be such an, an ambitious and like, man, I, can, I love the hustle. Like, it's just in my DNA. I love it. I love the grind. And I had to get to a point of like, yo, I ain't going to never be happy. Like if if I literally if I'm literally just living a life where I'm like oh this goal this goal because then once I get this I'm gonna want this then once I get this I'm gonna want that then when I want that I'm gonna want that I had to understand like yo when will I ever be content and so this is when God started to play a big role in my life like once I started to mature in my faith I was like yo like my ultimate satisfaction comes from God first so it's like sometimes I'm not gonna lie if somebody called me with a speaking engagement talking about fifty thousand dollars. I would be excited, but at the same time, I would be mature enough to say, like, yo, where is this at? Like, what is this about? Like, because, you know, some people, they might give you, like, all opportunities ain't great opportunities. Like, they might want me to come speak, but they might want me to curse. They might want me to, you know what I'm saying, step outside of my character, do something I ain't with. And it's like, nah, money ain't satisfying to me. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? If I can't be myself and I can't bring in, you know what I'm saying, some real topics, I'm 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 not I'm cool on it. I'm cool on it. And like I didn't get to that level of maturity until I started trusting God and God started blessing me with my circle, man. I'm telling you, make sure you getting around people who's going to tell you like, "Yo, your ultimate satisfaction ain't going to be in people. It ain't going to be in things." I'm telling you. And this it, I know I got people who probably non-believers, but yo, God, I'm telling you. He can't fail you. He can't like <laughs> It's not in his DNA. He's, he's like, we're humans. And this is what I get. A lot of people try to, they try to, they try to say, they try to make it seem like they know God's thought process or this and this and that. But it's like, how when you're a human and this is a whole God. And this ain't me getting preachy or nothing like that. But I just want y'all to know, like, the, like those things that you think you're going to find satisfaction in, when you obtain it, you're going to realize that you're not. It's going to always be something else. It's going to always be something else. So I want y'all to literally look for peace, man. Look for look for peace in things, like the happiness in it. Like if both your parents still living, man, forgive them. Regardless of what they might have did, regardless of what they might have said, forget them, man. For your peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? So you not hold no grudges. You know what I mean? It's easier said than done. I'm not going to tell you to just call them up right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, don't hold on to that pain and that hurt forever. Because then it's going to start to affect you. You get what I'm saying? Like, understand, shoes, clothes, money, cars, all of that, it's never going to bring you satisfaction, ever. You know what I'm saying? To me, my satisfaction comes from God, ultimately. My happiness comes from there. My joy comes from there. My peace comes from him. That's that's where it comes from. And I ain't going to be pretty. I'm going to tell you, man, just find satisfaction in the peace, man, and happiness. You know what I'm saying? Find satisfaction in those things and relationships. I'm telling y'all, man, relationships are the greatest wealth. Whether it's your relationship with your parents, whether it's your relationship with your friends, whether it's your relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, that's what it's all about. Like, you can gain as much money as you want. You can gain all the knowledge you want. Yo, that still ain't nothing without having somebody to share with and somebody to love on and somebody to help out. Because what's the point in obtaining everything, right? And then losing your soul and not being able to pass it on.
this is a book that I really suggest all y'all to check out. It's called Ecclesiastics. I ain't gonna tell y'all what, what book that book is in because I know some of y'all gonna run. But check out this book called Ecclesiastic. Ecclesiastics. It's super dope. I'm telling you, the author Solomon, man, he he's spitting the real. He's talking about how everything in this world is vanity. All is vanity. So when you think this is gonna bring you satisfaction, you think that's gonna make you happy? Because he done done it all and he done seen it all. This is a real man. This is history. King Solomon. A man who had thousands of, of mistresses, thousands of wives, richest men ever live. All gold temple. Like, man, this dude had it all. And afterwards, he realized, like, yo, it's all vanity. And he wrote Ecclesiastics because he done been there and he done done that. So I want everybody that's your homework, go read Ecclesiastics. Just type in Ecclesiastics on Google or something like that and check it out, man, for real. I hope it blesses y'all life. But once again, I just thank y'all for listening to the second episode of the Perfect Imperfection Podcast. I'm super excited. I hope this helps somebody out. Um, and we're going to just keep getting better, y'all. This is only the second one, but we're going to keep growing and we're going to keep getting better. Make sure you share this episode. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram. And I do want to give a big shout out to Notice Studios. But I love y'all, TPI family. Peace.